I just realized that I'm clearly an old man drinking black coffee after five o'clock. Um, it hit me hard. I'm legit saddened by this. What's happening with my life? You are letting yourself go, Jared. You have decided <laughs> that you no longer care about swag. You no longer care about vibes. You no longer care about what younger women might think about you. Um, I'm sorry that you've reached this point. Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Tim, and, and I'm really sad right now, but I am happy because I am with my good friend. I, I feel like, you know what, I feel, Angel, I feel like you're like friends slash, I told you you was my hero prior to we start recording. I mean, you know. My head is like, big. And my head you kind of mentorish, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been in your DMs crying about downloads and stuff. You were like, yo, relax, you know, cool out. So <laughs> the the you know, at the at the very least, you're my guardian angel. See, I see what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> Full circle. Did that coffee do that for you? Did the coffee help you get there? Yeah. That coffee got me there. See, that's why I drink it, Angel. I drink it because of the caffeine. Bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> angel. Introduce yourself and tell everybody um, why I think you're so amazing because of all the things that you do. Well, my name is Angel, and I have a couple of podcasts. I don't know why Jarrett thinks I'm amazing, but my daughter thinks I'm amazing because I'm her mom and I feed her dinner. My husband thinks I'm amazing because I stay married to him and I have sex with him. So mm-hmm. I don't know why Jared thinks I'm amazing, but that's why those people think I'm amazing. My mom thinks I'm amazing as her daughter because she birthed me and there's this DNA connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but all other humans, I'm, I'm, I'm uncertain. But, you know, I'm happy that somebody called me. Hero. And I'm going <laughs> to rewind it over and over and over and over again, especially when I'm at my lowest. So thank you, Jared. It's never happened before, but I'm going to own it. I got you. Anytime you need to be hyped up, I got you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Oh, thank you. I'm going to be in your DMs. The time has come. Tell me something nice about myself. Oh, I'm fearing. I'm feeling weary and low. Oh. I I have a private Facebook group for um, the Mermaid and the Lion. And one day in there, I was like, should I still be doing this? Y'all don't like no posts I put. I'm really starting to feel like we shouldn't be coming back. And the people were like, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was in my feelings. In my feelings. I should have put that post out there. It was no, a no. mistake. I, I feel like if you get people to look at it, it doesn't matter. I, I feel like it's, it's whatever. And yeah. now they're interacting. And, and I and I and I get the frustration with the Facebook group because half half I'm in that group and half the, half the, the stuff I don't see because of algorithm. Don't even get me started on algorithms. I, I'm sick of that. But this is the thing. Like, how is it a group 
it's a specific group for specific content and Facebook is still trying to algorithm it. Right. Like, can it just be in order and everybody to see it? I joined this group because I wanted to see it. Like, what's going on? Right. Why are you doing these things to me? And my Facebook community is small. It's still very intimate. I think we just barely beat 45 people. Like, it's not a ton of us. Like, what's... And I'm the only one who posts. So how are people missing the, me, the only person who posts in there? I don't know because I've, cre- I've created Facebook groups and, I, and felt the same way. And and then and I actually you know got on people like why? I mean you you follow my page, you're doing this. You don't, you don't see me posting this. Well, somebody slid into my DM and um, they had just unfollowed me like a few hours earlier. And I said, "This is real funny that you're in my DM after you just unfollowed me." They were like, "What are you talking about?" And then they have this app that unfollows people that don't engage like i guess if you haven't liked like their last 10 posts or whatever Mm -hmm. that app unfollows you and i think that that's ridiculous Mm because to your point um instagram may not even show that to you so why are you unfollowing people who actually are interested in you and what brought you back to my attention is the fact that you unfollowed me i'm very serious and very committed to following every podcaster that follows me So when a podcaster unfollows me, I'm like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because I'm like, I'm supporting you and, you know, off GP, you know what I mean? And what are, why are you unfollowing me and you expect me to like to help your numbers float? No, I'm not going to do that. I don't think that's right. I want to support, like, you already know how I feel, Jared. Like, I feel that there's enough space especially for us black creatives to grow and win because there's hundreds of millions of YouTube channels. There's almost a billion blogs out there, but there's still only right under 3 million podcasts. You can't convince me that there's not enough room and opportunity and space for us to find an audience out of hundreds of millions of people just in the U.S. And I'm not talking about what we could do nationally. So why are we unfollowing each other? Why are we so upset about, well, you know, let me get off my soapbox, because you know how I feel about that. It's something so serious to me. So that person unfollowed, and they were like, oh, this app. I was like, well, you need to get rid of that doggone app because it doesn't make sense. And then I went to their page, and I saw I hadn't – I was like, well, I just started liking stuff. I was like, because I do like you. You know, I do. But you're not showing up for me. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of um, unfollows lately because people feel like I'm not liking their posts. And I am very committed to trying to get to everybody's page. If you're in my feed and you're a podcast, I'm liking – and I also try to leave a comment if I could find something clever to say. Um, I don't leave comments when I can't be clever. You know, that's a it's an ego thing. I know. So unless I can be clever, or I, oh. <laughs> so I yeah. actually get that. I want you to like it back. <laughs> I, I hope that you heard yourself in that in that statement that you, you just put out there. So when you ask the question again of. Um, why does Jared think you're awesome? You can replay that whole entire statement, and then then you'll know for sure because you what you just said is awesome. It's amazing. That that's why Jared <laughs> thinks that way. So. Oh well, like I also want to add one more part. It's not just black creatives. It's actually all brown creatives because I just you know I have it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. BIPOC folks. It's all of us. I just want to go ahead and put that out there because don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm pro all human life, but we got to get more exposure 
for our black and brown potters. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel the mm-hmm. same way. All right. So let's get into a little bit with damn if you know, you know, that's not that we really need an icebreaker or a warm up because we just because, you know, we fail. We but we yeah, we here. We here. The vibe is strong. Right. But uh, I want to talk to you about something that we have. Um, we talked about off mic that you were like, uh, lion lessons because I love them. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I love them. I love them. So, <laughs> what a face, Angel. What a face. Because everybody likes Gatham more than me. And it's just, no, it. no, that's 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 not true. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Lion No, you can tell you can tell you can tell Gatham that I like you more because one. <laughs> Because, because I feel like he could beat me up, but two, <laughs> but two, because I connected with you first. What, what I like about the lion lessons, and this is something that, um, let me try to explain to my audience what lion lessons are. So, uh, the Mermaid and Lion is an audio drama, as we'll get into more. But, um, like during y'all, you know, y'all hiatus or breaks, and y'all, you know, reloading. The clip for for more episodes. You've been doing these lion lessons where it's just like kind of little, you know, short format. You and and your husband, y'all, y'all kind of get into conversations, answer questions, you know, just talk about different different topics. Why I like lion lessons so much is because you you both have this connection. Um, it's like a yin and a yang, and y'all feed off of each other. I feel like I could literally watch y'all read the phone book and I would be like listening in every week because y'all are funny. Y'all play off each other. I mean, y'all, y'all talk about a, a, a myriad of, of, of items. Y'all, you know, y'all, you talk about uh, whatever, whatever letters come in, whether it's talking about if, if, if a cousin sees a, they, they, they cousin, you know, cheating on their, on their husband, <laughs> and, uh, which I was like, yo, and you like, yeah, yeah. I would tell yeah, I would tell. I would tell, tell. Like, listen, thank you for giving me a place to stay, but she's a no. Like, I would tell no. I would tell her to tell. I would tell her to tell. Like, you have this long to tell. Like, I can't sit here and be privy to you living your life like this. Like, this is mm-mm. not when I love somebody. You, the Lord chastens those He loves. I don't know. I I, I kind of sided with, with gas on that one. I, I probably wouldn't have said nothing. Interview done. Interview done. <laughs> but, Interview done. But, but it's only because I I know I need a place to stay. Like if I know I need a place to stay, I don't want to get kicked out because you mad at me for, for wanting you to have some morals. I, I I didn't see nothing. I'm gonna be like, I ain't seen <laughs> my name is Bennett and I ain't in it. See, um, that's and that's the problem. Like we just feel like every, we always act like nothing is our business but then we still pick things that aren't our business to be our business like we choose when to mind our own business based off of convenience and i i don't think that's right like if i'm in your business right now then what's the difference and you know what when you do it in front of me or when you tell me how how's my response that's none of my business now it is my business you didn't put it in my doggone lap and now it is officially my business Like, if you tell me, Jared, you tell me I'm unhappy right now and I'm struggling with loneliness or whatever. And I'm like, man, he's a grown man. That ain't none of my business. Yes, it is. 
You just told me. You just told me, and now it's my business. And now I got to figure out how to get you unlonely. Do we need a big movie home? What do we need? Pop with it. Like, do we need the book club to read some self-help? Or do we want to have a prayer circle? Like, what are we doing? Like, it's my business now. You told me, and so now it's my business. All right. I mean, I, all right. I guess I, I guess I get that. It, 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 but for the record, in this quote unquote hypothetical situation, I would like all three. Just give me a book club, <laughs> give me a prayer session, and give me a booty, big booty hole. Rock with it. Yeah. That's right. what I, <laughs> 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 well, look, I, I know that y'all, y'all are um, moving lion lessons off, of, off of the feed and moving it um, to, to Patreon. I, I encourage everybody, yeah. um, if they, if they hadn't heard it. Lion lessons is worth the five dollars uh, a month. Um, Bless in, in you. Itself. I promise you. I promise you. Um, so I will. I will be. I will be on Patreon subscribing. <gasps> to Lion we got our Patreon. We yeah. got our Patreon. Yeah, y'all, y'all got five dollars like, for me. Y'all got. A, y'all got a, at least a cool. At least a cool five for me. Y'all got. It. Literally, you know, after Patreon takes their money, it's a whole three fifty five. But we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. That helps us. We need two more sure mics so that we can get our voice actors in here on the same mics that we're using. So Ooh. that would mean a lot. We also oh. want to try to start creating these um, ship kits that if someone doesn't live, like you know you live in the same state as I do. So we could probably meet up. But if we have someone who's doing voice work for us, but they live in New York or they're in Florida, we could put together this mic ship kit for them to set up and record at their house so that they're recording on the same mic quality. If they don't have it, like if their mic is not at the same level as sure SM7B or whichever other mic we're using at the time, because I think we're about to level up again. Mm. If we if we get enough Patreon, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. you know, but that's what we use it for. We use it to continuously improve. We also are trying to move to the place where we could pay our voice actors hourly for the time that they spend. That's what's up. So 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 let me subscribe to Patreon now so that just in case I'm called upon <clears throat> to to be a, a voice actor, you know, say, I mean, like say, me 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 me. Look, you got a part. You got a part. All right. Hey. Y'all heard it here first. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying to sell myself. I'm trying to sell hey, myself. Come on. <laughs> well, that was them. You know, I, I want to kind of kind of get into what we're talking about because I, I love the fact that you you we transition into kind of talking about the pod the podcast and everything you do. So I don't see how y'all do it. Y'all, the the, the amount of, of content that you all put out and I and I know as being a, a, a podcaster, how hard it is just to do one. I know how hard it is to, to do two on a weekly basis. First of all, let's let's talk about it. How many podcasts do y'all actually put out? Um, right now, we have two that are dormant, and that is Dirty Talk Podcast as well as The Forgiven. So those two are dormant for the time being, but they will be resurrected in 2022. Um, we have two podcasts that are in the works. One is called I Can Do That Pod, and the other one is called Loyalty, the audio drama. So those are in the works, but live and active right now, we have the Mermaid and the Lion season three, which is launching on November 11th. 
And then we also have another podcast, which is a community-based niche podcast called Stonecrest Weekly. It is not an audio drama. It is specifically about the community we live in, the hot topics, the news. We interview local officials. But we are also bringing an audio drama to Stonecrest Weekly, and it's going to be called Stonecrest the Audio Drama. So we're, we're working along those lines, too. But all of this stuff costs. And we have pumped a lot of money into this. So now we're really focusing on how we can replenish that revenue stream to continue to do more. Right. And and, and I, I, don't, I think a lot of people don't realize the, the, the cost factor in, in, in when it comes to podcasting. It's, yeah. um, it's they think, OK, you, you got a mic and, you know, you just start talking and then you put it out there. Like, what's the problem? And I'm like, if only, if only, if only, if only. So I've, I've had I've had Zoom, you know, sessions where I'm, I'm talking to friends from from high school and college and we're just kind of catching up. And of course, I have this set up how I have it set up. They, they see the mic. They're like, oh, you you big time. I'm like, do you want? No, I really need that mic that, that the Angel and Gaz are using right now. I need I need to sure. Like really, this this ain't big time yet. So it's 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 always interesting to for me to have a podcaster on so they can so listeners can can peel behind the curtain and see exactly mm-hmm. what goes on in the preparation. It's I think it's a really amazing though that that you all are you got stuff in production. Yeah, you know, yeah, working on things. You got stuff future plans. You, you you two really are a, a cohesive unit, and I feel like you're always probably talking about content. And, we are. <laughs> and putting stuff together, so I totally we get are. that. We and are. I'm glad you... Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm glad you answered the question for me, because one of my questions was, is Dirty Talk coming back? Because I was that was that was like on top of my list. Yes. Dirty Talk is coming back. Um, COVID um, has not subsided, but I feel that it's in a place where um, I'm starting to feel more comfortable getting back in the streets to um, bring Dirty Talk back. Um, at the time, I was really, I had like a crew of girls and we were all very close. We went out a lot, but over time, it's not quite the same. So I need to work out like who's going to be my road dog in those experiences. Because even though some people probably see me as pretty outgoing, I really have a hard time approaching folks. I have to work myself up. And part of Dirty Talk is approaching guys real time, asking them those questions in their comfort spaces, like barbershops and cigar lounges and stuff like that. When you're with your girls, it's like, hey, we can do this. We're a team. But like all by myself or, you know, Gaza, nobody wants to talk to me and answer honestly when I'm like, hey, so do you like when your girl licks from your balls to the tip? And I'm like, I'm not answering that. That man might hit me. <laughs> like, so right. it's all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm glad you got that, and, and I, I didn't, I didn't even realize that COVID would slow that down. So that that, that actually does make a lot of sense. Um, so you kind of talked to me a, bit, a little bit about the, the the prep work going, you know, to as far as you know, like dirty talk, and as far as you know, Stone Chris Weekly, where you where you're researching local news and, and, and different things of that nature. How is it? How is the prep time different from? Um, you know, doing audio dramas as as opposed to just just doing um, things that are non-audio dramas? Oh, it is a very different process. The turnaround time on non-audio drama content is like, don't get me wrong, there's a ton of work. So I don't want anyone to ever look at anyone's podcast that's well done, like Jared's, and think that he doesn't have to put a lot of time into it. Looking into how he wants to communicate with me, bring out 
the key talking points. That takes time and it takes thought to initiate thoughts for me as well as engaging conversation. That takes a lot of work and effort. For us, for Stonecrest Weekly, is probably one of the easier shows because all we have to do is look up news and regurgitate it in a way that we feel most comfortable. So that only takes the amount of time it takes to search Google and really make sure we were thorough to pull all of the um, hot topics for the week. And then for Dirty Talk, it's thinking of the questions. Like, what are some questions that I feel women ask a lot and they're afraid to ask guys or it's kind of taboo to ask guys and the women would love to hear the answers to. So that's kind of fun to like get in that bag and then talk to women and say like, hey, what do you want to ask them? Because I'm going to do that for Dirty Talk. It's going to be part of the survey this year, whatever the case may be. So that's kind of like the thing. It's more how do you build engagement versus the audio drama, which is layers and we have to create a process flow for organization and all of that. So it kind of starts with um, the outline of the season. What do we want to talk about this particular season? How many episodes do we think it's going to take for us to convey this information or tell this story? And um, how long do we think the episode should be? Um, How many voices should be per episode? Because you have also have to consider the amount of editing time that it takes to line up everyone's voice overlays music and then moving into music reaching out to independent artists and asking them for permission to share and integrate their music into our content because we believe that that's a big part of what makes mermaid and the lion so fun to listen to is the music piece as well and then curating the voices um, giving people who normally don't have a chance the opportunity and you know the time that it takes to maybe help someone get over their nerves or still using it when I know that, hey, you know what, this really wasn't the best, but doggone it, you put forth an A effort and we're going to go. You know, all of that stuff like kind of matters to us because there's not a lot of Black voices in the space. And I also feel like everybody deserves a chance, even if you don't think it's great. Like, how cool is it to hear your voice on a podcast? And I love being able to do that for someone. And it's my story. I think that you're here for the story. And um, Mermaid the Lion now has elevated, and we always like to introduce that on our newer pods. So now with, um, goodness, loyalty coming out, we will probably transition our newer voices there and look for more seasoned voices um, to help tell the story since we're so deep into Mermaid and the Lion. Okay, so but, I, I got the I got that opportunity for loyalty. Okay, all right, that's, that's what I that's what I heard you say. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, for sure. And and you have that country accent too, Jared. So that even makes it better because loyalty is another ATL podcast. So oh, see, we're real excited about. about loyalty. So excited, and I could I would drop names, but we got a rapper on it, so we're excited oh, about that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, look, look. The part if you listen to Mermaid and the Lion season three, we have a song featuring this rapper. So if you hear it, and then you know who's in loyalty. All right. So all all the more for reason for for everyone to ch- tune in on uh, <laughs> November 11th when um, season three premieres. So I'm I'm yeah. excited about it. I'm I'm ex- okay. We're excited okay. Too. <laughs> So, so I am going. I am definitely going to listen. Um, uh, f- finally, before we kind of get into the, the the meat and potatoes of, of everything, I I want I, I did want to ask this. Now, now, granted, y'all live together, y'all work together. Mm-hmm. You you know you, you know, 
obviously sometimes in, even in the middle of, of Stonecrest Weekly or Lion Lessons, y'all y'all have disagreements right there on the mic. Like y'all y'all are a real life married couple. How is it uh, working with with your significant other? Like, well, how, you know, I know it's, I know it's, I know it has its plus and minuses. So tell me about the experience. Even so, it is the best thing that we've done for our relationship. Um, our business, Dirty Talk launched before COVID. So I want to go ahead and put that out there. I already started dipping my toes into podcasting before COVID came, but the Mermaid and the Lion, when my husband also joined me in creating podcasts and production, et cetera, was during COVID. And we started working in April, 2020, because he's like, oh, if you're home and I'm home, okay, fine, I'll give it a chance. It was way more work than that. He wasn't just ready to do it it was like no 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 get away from me who are you no you know and then finally <laughs> he came along because for multiple reasons the mermaid in the line is our personal story and we're revealing things about ourselves that you know could shame us or cause people to talk and speculate about what our relationship really is and our whole entire goal and especially for me is hopefully another young couple could learn and avoid the pitfalls that we did go through. Right. Mm. And also get entertained at the same time, obviously. Yeah. So working together has strengthened our relationship. Gaz and I have noticed something about ourselves. We always do very well when we're working on a project. We've had several things in our lives, like tragedies and stuff like that, that we've had to come together and devise a plan to overcome it. And those are the moments where we're close together again, right? And so having the ability to work together, it's that same kind of energy that we're creating with one another that we have to spend this time and iron sharpens iron, right? So the opportunity to speak and pull the best out of one another. A lot of people had some stress in their relationships during COVID, but we were actually able to reignite our love and passion and grow together as a team. And that part has been absolutely amazing. I wouldn't trade it to the point where now we're willing to talk about that piece as well. So we're going to be speaking at Afros and Audios this year. And our session is called, you know, podcasting in love or podcasting with your life partner, because we feel that there is an opportunity for you to come to this space. And sometimes it's getting on the mic and letting your grievances be known in a respectful way is very, very helpful for you. And then the opportunity to change that into a financially lucrative opportunity as a couple is worth it. And we also have to make the decisions on how much are we willing to give because we are still a married couple and we still should keep some things you know, to ourselves in private. So what are our deal breakers? What are the things that no matter what, no matter if you say something that offended me while on the mic, whatever, that I promise to not steer the conversation in this direction. I respect you enough to know that I'm not going to ever cross this line and you won't cross whatever line I've given either. And, you know, after we get off the mic, you know, <laughs> gloves on. But <laughs> while, while we're recording, we can still give them the piece of the spice. Like there's a clear understanding that we don't agree, but we're not going to violate our partner in such a fashion that we're creating a narrative of like, maybe it looks like um, it could be abuse, but it's a snippet, right? So that's not right for us to do. Or um, there's a secret that has been revealed and is intimate between us. And because I'm mad at you, I say, you know what? And that's why your big toe is shorter than all the rest of your toes. Like, you know, no, mm. that's not fair. 
to throw them under the bus and then either we have to re-record or, you know, or we air it and you're just resentful to me because I said it. You have to have a strong communication and partnership before you move into, I think, any type of business with your partner, but especially podcasting where your words are so powerful. That's, that's kind good. of like a snapshot of it. No, no, that was really good. That's really good. It it, it does bring, um, you know, light to to that because I, you know, because cause I think I think as as the audience because I'm I'm part of the audience I I you know you 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 see those you know, those fifteen to twenty to thirty minute um, times where you talk and it's, and it's been edited and everything so you like everything's great and everything is cool I don't understand yeah. and so it's you know marriage is it's 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 tough it's not always easy um, mm-hmm. as as we'll you know get ready to talk about in a second um, so. You know the the fact that you you know you saying hey we created these little these little boundaries where okay this is not what we're gonna do and then after we we can talk about it I think mm-hmm. it's 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 very uh, mature and, and and forward thinking on on, y- on y'all part to just to just to ensure that there's no problems gonna gonna come about on a project that that you're showing you you know you're letting the world see who who you guys are mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very excited that. Um, on on Patreon, you're, you're going to even you know more transparency is going right. to take place. You so, already like you already said. I was like, but on Patreon, we do cut loose. Like on Patreon, we have some episodes we've created called Marriage Exposed. Whoa, um, yeah, guys, and I don't know what we were thinking by letting that be out there, but it's out there now. We did what we did. <laughs> we did what we said, and we're moving forward. <laughs> Go from you, there. You know, you know what that that and, and that's another thing I wanted to ask you about because because it seems. It seems to me, and, and this is again another reason why I, 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 you're my hero. But it seems to me that you're just y'all are fearless in the content y'all put out. Y'all y'all think about it and y'all say, okay, all right, fuck it, let's do it. We we, we doing this, we doing this. And and for me, me always being this overthinker, especially with my con- my my content and, and things I put out there. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. But <laughs> but being but being me, this overthinker, I, I'm always like. Should I do this? Should I? Am I the drama? Like, and so y'all, it, from my from my perspective, it's like, you know what? This is a good idea. Fuck it, let's do it. And I just love that about y'all. You know, we do make some by the seat of our pants decisions. We do like, and we take some risks that we probably shouldn't take um, on all of the pods, and right now, especially the community based pod because it's during elections, and boy. I didn't realize people got so lit for city council. You know, it, it, it's kind of crazy out there. And we try to keep that platform as neutral as possible. But the simple fact that we're giving audience to particular individuals who aren't well liked in the community almost comes off to other people in the community that they feel alienated now. And um, we're absolutely aligned with these other people and and we're their pawns and they're paying us like let me tell you they ain't paid us a red cent i like red cents but i ain't seen it from them but anyway the nonetheless nonetheless the whole idea is how authentic are you willing to be all right let's take a break and when we get and when we get back we're going to actually get into the crux of this because i i when i when i relaunched my podcast I actually had you in mind to be sitting here with me right now, and I'm going to tell you why when we get back from break. Do you remember waking up on Saturday mornings to mom cleaning the house? 
Luther Vandross blasting in the background. The smell of lemon and fresh linen. Yeah, we've all been there. The nostalgia of our youth is bottled in one candle. The Lemon Touch Signature Candle, A Beautiful Day. Curated by Simply Be Candle Company, Beautiful Day begins with calming cotton blossom and a touch of lemon. Add a hint of vanilla with citrusy brisk musk to finish off this super fresh scent. You can purchase your candle today at Simply Be, that's B-E, CandleCo.com. Free shipping available for orders of $75 or more. Handmade with love in South Carolina. We all deserve a beautiful day. Welcome back. It's about damn time, Jared damn Angel. Like, we've had the most amazing break. <laughs> it was, it might have been like a minute or two for y'all, but it was, it was it was a hot 20 for us. But it was great. I got a, I got a lot more, more juicy. Angel's helping me build my empire. I love it. You know what I'm saying? She, she got me. She got me. Yeah, it's mandatory that your empire expands. I want to see everybody win, especially those like I would consider like you know the whole team got to win. The whole so team got to win. Let's do what we got to do. That's right. Yes. And, and I'm so glad that you had that mentality with me because, like I said, when I retooled my podcast for this for this season, um, and I wanted to um change the narrative to change the perspective on things and start asking these questions that people feel like they already know the answers to, but yet still life would say that we, we, we all are struggling overall. I actually had you in mind with this because when I was recording my trailer, I was like, I started talking about marriage and and how everything with, I don't think that all romantic relationships should end in marriage. And I, and I got mm-hmm. so much feedback on that, like, after they heard that trailer, like, you know what? I'm like, well, and I was like, I got to talk to Angel. So, you know, Angel mm-hmm. Angel is like, like you, you and guys, y'all, y'all, y'all live together, y'all work together, you know, y'all, y'all talk about um, content, y'all, y'all raising kids together, you know, y'all do everything <laughs> together. So I was like, Angel is, is going to be my expert on this so we can sit there and talk about it now. There's no hold on. There, there, <laughs> hold on. No, you got it. You got it. You got it. Now, for me, there's no secret. There's no secret for anybody that um, I used to be married. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kim. You know, I love it. It's like my best friend. Um, hey Kim. Hey Kim. Um, so shout out to Kim. But there's no secret that my marriage didn't work, and, and it probably soured me on the whole idea of marriage because my approach was a unique approach, mm-hmm. but. Marriage is more like a business partnership than actual like two loving people being united. Tell me in your own words and from your own experiences, why is marriage so important in in, in 2021? Okay, I'm going to go through some basic um, legalities of it. You are in a relationship with someone. You guys live together. You share children together and they become ill. They go to the hospital And you being the father of their child, the mother of their child does not give you any decision rights and what health decisions are going to be made. Their mama, their next of kin is the person who gets to say, unless they have taken the time to sign a directive giving you that authority. And that takes a lot more effort than it does to just go ahead and be married. Now, if you are with this person, you guys are just dating and your accounts aren't together. So let's just say you want to be able to give to them, not just your children, but you want them to have access to your assets upon your passing. Guess what? 
they don't get anything. And now all of your um, particular assets that you have are going to go into probate and it's going to be distributed to your children. And then someone has to be choose as the, chosen as the executor, which nine times out of 10 will not be that person because it's going to be someone else who's in your family that's nine times a 10 appointed, or it's going to be a court appointed person who works for the state. You are putting your partner that you love at risk all because you feel like marriage is just a piece of paper and you don't need it. And there's all these um, social idiocracies around it when you aren't legally protecting and covering the person that you say you love the most. So until the laws of the land have changed, marriage is not archaic. It's a necessity to confirm that both individuals in the relationship are fully protected from a decision-making standpoint and from an asset standpoint. Because if you are the most important person to me, then I think that you should be able to say, if I get the plug pulled on or if we were going to continue any particular type of treatment because I impact your life the most the same way you impact my life the most. Not my mama's because I don't live at my mama's house. She don't have sex with me. She don't feed me. She don't do anything for me anymore. You do that. So why am I going to hold you back from that for whatever reasons and whatever? Well, I feel like boyfriends and girlfriends are just the same, but they're not. The law says that you're not. So that's the only reason why if you don't have anything, I'm not even going to bring any type of religious beliefs or anything. I'm not going to say one Bible verse around this. If that does not impact you, the fact that you are leaving your spouse at risk, this person that you say you want to give everything, you will in turn give them nothing. That's just that. You know what? I like I like the approach because I was I was not prepared for that I was I I was I was prepared for the I was prepared for the, the love talk I was prepared for the Bible verses you gave me, you gave me some the, the legality version and I don't know if I got a dispute to that I, I mean I guess that makes sense I mean you know I mean technically could you probably draw up some sort of you know you know partnership in in, in general yeah but I, I mean you know marriage kind of covers covers that in in, in that in this aspect so obviously if you if you get married i guess you should there should be some sort of love there i mean i don't i mean you Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to sit there and just do it otherwise but um why why do you think so many marriages fail now (laughs) because we are conditioning our happiness on somebody else's behavior instead of understanding Mm -hmm. that happiness comes from within And you are establishing a mutual benefit to love one another and enhance their happiness through your love, not make them happy. Because when you try to make somebody happy and they don't get happy, Mm. then you get mad. Or if you're looking for someone else to make you happy, nine times out of ten, you're setting unrealistic expectations because Mm. none of us are psychic. To truly, oh, I won't say none of us, but some people swear they're clairvoyant. So let's just say most of us do not have the ability to know what someone else is thinking and truly determine all that they need to feel fulfilled in a relationship. So I think that we have unrealistic expectations on one another. And a lot of times we want someone else to be a more truer form of our ideal of perfection than what we're willing to be as well, right? You know, I cuss you out, I get angry, I have an attitude, 
But the moment you have like a little one wayward word to say, uh-uh, see, this is it. This is why I can't mm-hmm. such and such. You know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have to also pay attention to our behaviors. If you spend 35 nights with your back turned to someone and not giving them any type of love or attention, and then now they're starting to internalize that behavior and they act instead of breaking up, right? They decide to act in a betrayal of your commitment, not saying that that should have been their reaction because they should have confronted you and decided to leave or exit. But nine times out of 10, you have to see that that person feels that you don't love them anymore. And probably what they're doing doesn't even matter to you because for 35 Mm. days, you had your back turned to them. What, What are we looking for here? But it actually was that other person's responsibility to call that out. Like on day 10, when you knew that that switch was about to flip, you should have said, um, yo, um, why are you back to me every night? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Um, like, can we talk about it? Now that person doesn't want to talk about it. That is a huge red flag. <laughs> uh, so because we internalize stuff so much instead of actually really wanting to discuss it we we just feel like when we're slighted um right. then we're just slighted and 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 now we internalize it and now we we create this whole different scenario mm-hmm. in our head instead of just mm-hmm. being like hey um you know what i thought we were having sex like um at, at least every 10 days or so mm-hmm. i you ain't, we ain't had sex in, in, in like six weeks right what, exactly. what's, what's, what's happening right right. call it out or if you're the person in the relationship that enjoys preparing dinner right and you enjoy preparing dinner and you set up dinner every single night at the dinner table right they get the head of the table you sit at their right side at the table whatever the case may be but then when you say hey honey it's time for dinner they grab their plate and go get a tv tray and eat in front of the television and you're like wasn't it clear that I thought that we were going to have dinner over here at the table and have conversation. But they're thinking to themselves, like, oh, it's late and I want to watch my shows and just unwind after work. And you feel like they don't even want to spend time with me. They don't even want to be with me because they just feel like you're setting dinner out. That's what they saw. They weren't even taking the time or, or they missed that particular communication of like, oh, look here. They're trying to set up something for us to have time together to curate the relationship. Both people could have communicated. I want to have dinner with you. So I set it up at the table. Oh, after work, I really think I want to unwind some. Um, so I want to eat in front of the television. Can we both pick something together? Like, you know, I don't, I'm not ready for an intense conversation tonight, or is there something I can address immediately? And then we go watch television. Like you have right. to be willing to talk and you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Like none of us want to get hurt. So we spend all this time creating brick defenses around ourselves. And then as soon as that person does anything that comes up against that brick wall, see, I'm so glad I got this brick here. Because if I didn't have that brick, that would have made it all the way through and got me in my eyeball. And then they would have destroyed me. I would have been a broken person. And like, oh, all you have to do. Like, you didn't even need any of the straw. You didn't need any of the mud. You didn't need any of the water, the dirt, and all the stuff, whatever it takes to make bricks. You didn't even need any of that. If you would have just said, this is what I need from you, can you provide that? 
Not can you provide it? Because nine times out of ten, somebody can provide it. Are you willing? Will you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are you willing? So, but so, so why is that communication so hard? If 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 the answer is so simple in order in order for a successful marriage to happen, why is that communication so hard with with so many different people? Because we grow up learning to hate. Well, I'm going to talk about in heterosexual relationships, right? We grow up being taught to hate the opposite sex. Don't do that. Mm. Little boys do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm like a girl. Don't do this, this, and this, and that. So you are conditioned your whole entire life to not want to be the type of person to not understand the way that person or that sex communicates, right? Your whole life, you are truly conditioned by your parents or those who are in positions of authority in your life to not act like that other person. And then now you grow up and this says, hey, when two come together, they're supposed to be one. And I'm like, dude, what you're doing is terrible. And I actually don't like it. And it's all from the childhood <laughs> of what you've been taught the whole entire time, condition. And now you have to try to get over that and understand how this man communicates or understand how this woman communicates and be willing to accept these different forms of communication. and oh, I, I can't go to therapy. That just seems like what a wuss does. So now you're like, he's like, oh, I'm like a woman. And she's like, what do you need to go to therapy? I'm not a bitch. You know, that's what he's saying to himself. <laughs> like, you know, or he's all like, I need I need you to initiate sex. I'm not aggressive. I'm not a slut. I'm not a man. Men are the mm. aggressors. What are you expecting from me? Like, you know, these are just like, you know, high level, you know, stereotypical things I'm calling out. I'm sure, yeah. you know, but a lot of times they're very, very, very impactful. And it makes it difficult to communicate with each other because we weren't taught to understand each other. Mm. We were taught to distance ourselves so that we could, I don't really understand. Is it to stay pure? Is it to continue a particular societal ideal whatever the reason we continue to perpetuate that instead of saying like hey men are more logical in this particular way not that women aren't logical but they have this more logical and analytical way of looking at emotions they have emotions but how they interpret them is a little bit different than what you think so let's talk about how you can help them also they're more visual and the way that they see love it impacts them better and the thing that they need the most to feel like a man is respect you might feel like you need security and so you're as a woman you're giving what you know you want so you're thinking like my man is secure i make sure he knows that i'm not going anywhere this and that and that doesn't even mean anything to him when every single day you're like a motherfucker this and this and this and that he's like i don't feel respected i don't care how much i know you're not going anywhere actually i don't want you here anymore so go please security is nothing for me you know, it's like understanding each other in that way and then men want respect and so you know, i'm trying to respect her boundaries and i'm trying to do this and all she wants to yeah. do is feel secure and sometimes you respecting my boundary keeps you at a distance when i need you to come into me so i feel like you want me you're on me and, and not just for sex right you're securing me and you're covering as my husband, as my spouse, as my boyfriend, whatever status of the relationship that we're in. There is so much more to it, but then it's a lot to unpack. And who has the time for that? Because we're both working. Now we got kids and right. everything else. And, and who has time to actually Yo, the, sit and spend and do that? I love this. I love this. Because so, so, so societal, 
societal norms and expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I love the and although you said they were stereotypical examples, mm-hmm. but they're stereotypical for a reason because mm-hmm. they it's commonplace in in a, in a, in a large part of marriages. So mm-hmm. it, I I really loved how you how you addressed that because yeah, I'm you you taught a certain way to do things. In order to be a man, you t- you talk sort of some way to do this to be to be a woman, to be the best woman that you can be, mm-hmm. to be the best wife that you can be. Mm-hmm. You're taught these certain things when, and in, 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 in essence, every relationship is different, and every and mm-hmm. and how you connect with that person, how I connect, how I connect with with you know a girlfriend or a wife or something, it's going to be completely different mm-hmm. on how on how how you all do it, which you know. And and some of the, some of the things that are done, people will question me like, "Wait, you do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got control over that? You let them do that? Mm-hmm. I, couldn't have been me." Which that's that's basically that's basically the the polite black way of saying you, you dumb, yeah. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> mm, oh couldn't God, have been me. Be it couldn't me, have been but... me. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, you you call your husband sir? Can't be me. <laughs> <laughs> You better than me. Mm. Oh, girl, you clip his toenail. Mm-mm, couldn't be me. <laughs> oh, you forgave him for that. Couldn't be me. Hey, <laughs> you know what? This is why you are on Tinder, boo. Because mm. you know what? You can't be me. Oh, she's spitting, y'all. She's spitting. I love that one. I love that one. Uh, and, and you don't want to be on Tinder. That's that place is it's, 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 ugly. it's, it's lonely. It's a lonely yes. road. Well, I don't know. I've never been on Tinder, but I've seen some. Look, I've the people who I know who are on Tinder are men, and they're not happy people. So, ladies, the men that you see on Tinder, I don't know how they're presenting themselves, but the ones I know, it ain't. It ain't pretty on that. It's, it's not a good look. If you're going to be on a um, dating app, I highly suggest eHarmony because you have to put forth effort to get through their process. So that so means that this person is actually committed to wanting something on the other side. You have to take the time to answer these questions and be reflective. Like, who is taking the time to just check all the first boxes? Because they're going to be scared to check all the first boxes because they want to be able to see a particular woman on the other side. If you're going to do it, do it where both people have to have some skin in the game. And also it has a different price point too. So it's not like little brokey over here who just is able to go and like, I got nine ninety nine this month. Let's see what's happening. You know what I mean? You have to make an actual commitment. Well, I think the three months or something like that to go ahead and do it. Like, yes, I have been looking at dating apps because we were kind of thinking at one point that Dirty Talk would spin off into some sort of um, app type thing. But mm-hmm. we're not going that route. That's why I can, I'm saying it like this. Like, I don't even have time to look. You see, my eyes got really yeah. low when I even thought about like how much time that would take. Right <laughs> that's a lot of work. And see, it, but see that that's kind of that's kind of the reason why people don't do it. Like I, I remember back in the day doing eHarmony. Why? Cause I was watching TV and I saw those commercials that, that was like, yo, for Labor Day weekend, this is free. I'm like, Oh shit. Well, let me, let me sign up for uh, this eHarmony until, until I realized it took all Labor Day weekend for me to fill out all them forms. And the communication was only for Labor Day weekend. So it took me three days to fill, fill all that shit out. 
I was like, uh, I'm good. I think I, I think I cut. I think once I finished, I had one conversation. And I was so tired. I just, I, I just closed it, closed it down. So, I, I get it. You, you, you had an investment in time, but ooh, that's a large, large investment. Oh, oh, man. I don't know. Couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh is ugly. Oh, wait, you know that what? laugh I'm, was ugly. Whoever's listening, I promise my laugh can be better than that. They can. They stop can it. Better. Stop it. The laugh oh, was the laugh was oh, fine. Boy. That touched me. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jared. I actually I actually want to I actually I, I want to try this out. And this is like spur of the moment. I had I had these questions here to ask you, but since since we 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 mentioned the whole it, it couldn't be me, uh, you know, type mm-hmm. of scenario, I want to try to try to see what I can do to put this together in form of of, of couldn't it be me. Oh, let's do game. it. So, so this is totally spur of the moment, so we'll see how this works. It's, it's going to be, be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. If it don't work, then the, the edit button going to be real strong on this on this segment. But whatever. We'll see. We'll it's see how it goes. Great. So, I'm ready. All right. So I'm going to do, I'm going to name out these uh, scenarios. And I want you to rate, couldn't be me on a scale from zero. It it could be it could be me. I'll do that. Ain't, ain't no big deal. To ten, it absolutely couldn't be me. You must be out your rabbit ass mind for even suggesting this to me. All right. So I'm gonna throw some of these scenarios out <laughs> to a to a married woman. So all right, here we go. It couldn't be me. Scale of one, scale of, of zero to ten, couldn't be me. Shared social media accounts. Um, did we have a definitely me? Can we say this is a definitely me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely me. Um, Gaza and I have multiple shared accounts. So the Mermaid and the Lion, we both have access to that page. Um, the Forgiven, we both have access to that page. At one point, I think that I was running his flex on them page, which is his workout page where I was posting, oh my gosh, and I'm telling you, the people sliding up in his DM on that page is amazing. Like where I was posting like all of his workout videos and stuff like that for him because he was busy working on content for one, I think it was the Forgiven or something at that time. So absolutely, share social media, I don't care because I have full and implicit trust in my husband that if he is going to do something, he's going to be crazy enough to tell me first because that's how he is. It's, it's so crazy. He is a tattletale on himself. Well, you know, I was thinking I was going to go and I was going to rob this bank. What do you think, officer? You think you think that's good? <laughs> like that's how, <laughs> like for fun. That's how it would be. Like you know, I think uh, I I've been really thinking that I'm going to go and <laughs> blow up our marriage by. Uh, going to see the same bartender that I have this little tingle in my heart for every single night. And I, you know, what do you think about that angel? You think it's a good idea? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, (laughs) you, so you, so you're fine with the shared social media account. See, I know a lot of people that would say, Oh, that couldn't be me because (laughs) (laughs) Look, look. They mean it with their whole heart too. I I meant it with my whole heart when I said. It. I was like, I was like, oh, they share social media accounts. Ooh, couldn't be me. I don't. I can't wrap my mind around it. Now, granted, I, I you know when I'm in a relationship, I'm not going out there to to try to do some shade or some dirt. But you know, I have been in in relationships and situations, ships and things of that nature where 
you know, one thing that might be said that may be taken out of context turned out to be something bad. And maybe maybe we were too glued to, to those social norms that you talked about earlier. Maybe maybe we were we was trying to, you know, as as you know, as a man, I was taught this, as a woman, I was taught this, but whatever the reason, it caused issues and I would I would never mm that 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 made my it made my chest hurt thinking about it. Ooh, couldn't be me. So I'm I'm gonna put a zero for mine. You said you put a ten for yours. So all right, we we gonna keep it going in this game. So shared bank accounts, definitely me, zero. definitely you too. Yeah. So a lot of people talk. A lot of people when they talk about marriage, and I've, and I've seen people where whether they're you know a young fresh couple or you know they just started or or, or whatever they. They talk about the shared bank account situation, and and everybody, I think everybody handles it differently. Um, you know, some people do the whole pulling all money into to to one account, and that works for them. And, and some people they're like, um, we can do this this shared account to pay these bills, but I still need my money. How I want to spend my money. So, um, I would probably, if I was going to say something, I probably would rate myself about uh probably do a five on that. A five. So because I. There's yeah. a lot of trust involved. There's yeah. a ton of trust involved, and I'm not saying that the moment you get married that you need to run and have a joint account. But if you guys are sharing the bills, I think that it is important that you have a joint account that at least pays your main bills, and both people have access to it in case of an emergency. That mm. doesn't mean that your only account is the shared account. I still believe in individual accounts, even though I have access to every account that Gaza has, unless he's a liar and there's some random account somewhere <laughs> else. But um, we actually um, definitely wholeheartedly and all that other stuff believe that we are truly a unit and there's no reason to separate our assets because he doesn't pay the mortgage and I pay the utilities. We do this together. We're in this together. We're risking it all together. And we have enough trust for one another that even if things started to turn sour, one person isn't going to run off with the 401k. You know what I mean? Like, so right, right. the whole idea is that we're going to respect each other all the way until the end. That's what, that's our hope that we would respect each other all the way into the end, especially from a financial standpoint, when we have a child together who right. needs the support of those assets too. So how am I helping her father if I take, all of the money with me and he can't pay his bills. And so do I want her going to the extended stay because I took everything and I'm so angry at him because I'm putting my child in that particular situation by ruining him financially. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and there's no need for me to have that particular type of vendetta. And I believe he feels the same. Yeah. That's, that's a good, see, when, when you talk about it in such a mature and respectable standpoint, you know, pr perspective, I, I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like, I, like, you know, but I, I think that's the main thing, what, what the, the point of this. We got two more to go, but I think that's, that's the, the main point of, uh, of this game in, the, in this conversation is like it's different from different perspectives. And if mm -hmm. you and if you if you look at it from a different way where it's we we're supporting you know, all of us mm -hmm. together, like it, it, it makes you look at things just, just a tad bit differently. So I like see, always, always dropping oh, that knowledge. Right. And, and my way isn't the best way. Every couple has to decide for themselves, you know, like what, what. Absolutely. Perfect Absolutely. Sense. All right. So, all right. We got two more. So 
One, I already know how you're gonna feel about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that one for last because I I already know how that's gonna go. I can't oh, wait I for that one. All right, but but this one, sharing your past passcode to your cell phone with your spouse. <laughs> Definitely me because sometimes I don't feel like dealing with it. Like you go in there and find it. Like especially okay, this is from a couple who works together. I have Canva on my phone, and he I don't know if he has it. Oh no, I think we both now have Canva on my phone. But I'm gonna go to the only I had Canva days, dude. I made the picture. I sent it to you. Oh well, I just want you to move the letters three notches to the right, dude. You know what? The passcode is X Y Z. You go in there and do it yourself. <laughs> I don't have no time for this. And I guess that is also still another trust thing because it would be like, oh, please don't go to my group chats and see that I was talking about you. And I, I called you all kind of names this morning to my my mama, but I'm better now, right? <laughs> but but <laughs> but I'm never ever worried that he's gonna go on my phone and see me. Um, violating or disrespecting our relationship. So I don't care if he has access to it. And even so much as I said to my mama in that text message, I would probably still say it to my mama in front of him anyway. You know, like <laughs> if I feel like he's a goosehead monkey, I promise you I'll say that to my mama <laughs> with him standing there and how much I hate him and everything else that I feel in my fits of anger. You know, so those kind of things. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot to hide from him. Not that I'm very transparent with him because I'm not, which is really, really weird. Because, um, for instance, if I'm feeling unhappy, I'm not very forthcoming with that information. I'm gonna try to push through it because I just don't feel like dealing with it. That's still me learning how to process my own emotions or feeling like I'm gonna be judged for having a negative emotion. That's not really anything on him that has to do with my own personal traumas and experiences from previous relationships, etc. So I'm not very transparent in that way, even though I'm totally open in regards to my behavior. Why did I do this and why did I do that? And look, I did it because you make me sick. And so I thought that it would be really, really smart to hide the toothpaste from you so you have to search more in the morning. Yeah, I did it. I have all my petty boots. And if I knew how to do things with um, like screwdrivers and stuff, I'd take all the screws out of the door handle so you couldn't open your drawers and all kind of stuff I'd do it. But I just don't know how. <laughs> That's the key to a great marriage, y'all. Keep it petty when you mad. I love it. <laughs> Like there was a few um, memes going, or not memes, like real where couples where couples were talking about how petty they were to one another. I was like, oh my goodness, they are in my house because I am so petty. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like, like I don't want to cuss him out, right? I don't want to cuss him out, but I want him to feel my irritation. So I'm gonna do something like, mm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna take all of your socks out the drawer, and you're gonna be looking. Or I'm going to just wash all the towels and leave them in the washing machine and not put them in the dryer. And you're like, I need a towel. I'm like, oh, man, they're in the wash. All of them. <laughs> Even the ones that were already clean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yo, if, if you stay petty, you ain't got to get petty. <laughs> <laughs> stay petty won't get petty. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm telling you, and I, I, I've always said this. My second favorite word in the in the English language is retribution. <laughs> so if uh if you if you coming at me wrong, I got you. Don't worry about it, and I don't forget. I'll, I don't forget. Right. <laughs> All right. So this this is the last one for this 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 great impromptu game. Couldn't be me. <sighs> My partner would like to have a threesome. Couldn't be me, buddy. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. But wanna you wanna know a secret? It's just for you, and now it's not gonna be a secret anymore. Cause you got like too many people listening now, big numbers, okay? So oh, this is the thing. There was a time where it could have been. Mm. There was a time where it could have been me. But the reason it can't be me now is because I'm more focused on the intimacy of our relationship. And I don't want any external factors or energies coming in between the beautiful thing that I think we have. So therefore, it can't be me because I'm not going to ruin this what I feel like is a blessing between he and I. Now, at the time where it could have been me, it wasn't a healthy could have been me. I was going to do it because I thought that it was maybe a necessary thing or a people-pleasing thing. And that's also never the reason for it to be you. And I had to learn that about myself. Like, why? I'm open. To, I don't want this. What am I saying? Why am I saying, yeah, I don't really want this. And I had to, like, you know, take the time to unpack why I was still, like, that was necessary when I knew for a fact I didn't want it. So, yeah, there's all those things. Oh, I, you know what? That's been that's that's probably been the best answer to it couldn't been me in in regards to that particular question mm-hmm. that I've I've ever heard. Uh, that's not even hyperbole because most most times people um, when they when they talk about that, the first thing they say is, "Oh, well, I'm selfish. I, I couldn't do it." Mm-hmm. You know, but. The, the one thing I the one thing I, I like to do is flip the script and like well so if, if they if if he wanted to you know have another guy to, and both of them please you at the same time would you, oh that'd be fine well, so, well, how 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 sway you ain't got the answers so so the, the fact the fact that you that you talk about intimacy in that in that regard and it, and it's more so it's not it's not a, it's not a matter of um, just being selfish is not a matter of, of 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 feeling like it's a competition. It's not a matter of you have your own insecurities and you think that it's going to lead to something else. None of that is the case when you just talking about intimacy between you and your husband. I think, yo, you nailed it. That's that's a great answer. Woo, oh, girl, you spitting well, tonight. You are spitting. Look at me, hashtag <laughs> winning on accident because that's just <laughs> That was just my personal truth, but I don't mind spitting if that's what it was in the end. Yo, you yeah. spitting, you spitting, you in the booth right now, and you spitting. I'm telling you, all I had to do was just hit record. I love it, I, I love it. So I, I loved, I love that we had the impromptu game. I, I love the answers that you gave. I think it's gonna really make people sit there and think and and if, if, even if it don't make them think, we damn sure um entertained them during right. that time frame. So I, I love it. So. We're going to switch gears to the final segment of the show, Damn University. Like the shirts, link in my bio to get you a a Damn University shirt. 
Uh, but we're gonna do the advice. So I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I am channeling the advice of Professor Angel um, to to give the people who are listening. We want to know what marriage advice um, for um, young couples, for newlyweds, for you know, you know, fresh in the game of marriage. What are what are three um, pieces of advice that you can give um, um, this, these people? Absolutely. And please know that to take this with a grain of salt, because I have not had a perfect marriage and I'm definitely an imperfect person. But if I was going to look back on myself and give myself advice as a young person getting married, I would definitely want to first say, be honest with yourself about what you want out of the relationship. Don't consider what you think you should want out of the relationship really take the time to determine what it is you actually want out of the relationship what are you looking for are you in this relationship to fill a void are you in this relationship because you feel it's just time why are you there and what do you need um the second piece that i would give um to a young couple is to establish your deal breakers. What are the things that your partner needs to know for certain is a deal breaker for you? And I'm not saying that you would tell your partner, like, you know, having sex with someone else is a deal breaker. So they go and kiss someone and they say, well, I didn't have sex with them. So I'm still within the deal breaking. That's not what I mean, because it's more conducive around how you treat each other as a whole. Right. You know, disrespect is a deal breaker for me versus or lying is a deal breaker for me and that's lying wholly or lying by omission like you know those are kind of things that are deal breakers not specific actions because then people try to determine loopholes when you have a a true I guess core characteristic right like someone is a liar or they're not most of the time or someone is a goodness gracious I'm gonna try to think um, someone who doesn't keep your secrets right like if I can't trust you um, to be true to our relationship and keep specific things that I share between us, that's a deal breaker for me. Like kind of establishing what that looks like as early as possible is also right. something else. And a lot of times people, they love to say this. And um, this is something um, we're creating a marriage journal around. Now you're getting all the excuses right here, <laughs> Jared. So it's around relationship core values. And you have to establish what those core values are. So are your core values, let's just say, um, trust, respect, and mm, I'm trying to think of a of another good third one to go with trust and respect because love is overarching because none of these things fit if you don't have love as the initial umbrella. So I'm actually going to keep it at the two. I'm not going to go to a third one because I'll waste a bunch of time. So your love is always your umbrella. And underneath that umbrella of love, you have core values that your relationship acts within. So if we trust one another, that means that I can give you leeway. You can do particular things and I can trust that you're going to honor my deal breakers within that particular situation, right? And then a respect is going to be like you're going to talk to me and like I know that when you're angry that sometimes you like to yell I see yelling as disrespectful so 
So you are actually taking the time to learn how to talk to me in an even tone voice, even though those words are slicing me like a knife. You're not yelling, which is what I see as disrespect. And now you're communicating in an even tone voice and I can hear you even though your words still are harsh for me. But if you yell them at me, then, you know, we're going toe to toe and I'm disrespected and I want to go and spend the night over my mama's house kind of ideal. Uh, like those are the kind of things that you need right. to do. Like what are your core values that we always are going to treat and act under this? And obviously I brought in deal breakers because it, it all kind of fits together. It's all like a connected path. But those would be things I would want young people to consider. And this is all on top of the, you know, how many kids we want to have? How do we plan on raising our children? Um, what limit of influence can our family have in our relationship? All of those things matter and should be discussed. And they're often not discussed because love is blind, right? So when you say love is blind, you everyone always thinks about, red flag but really the blindness of love is that you're not talking about the things that could harm your relationship later on down the line because you're just so stinking happy right everything feels good you're in this bliss it's all euphoric that you can't even imagine having those types of conversations because how could this person not be aligned with you but if you haven't communicated you haven't communicated because again the majority of us are not clairvoyant we don't know what's going on with the other person. And that's off. Okay, I know that you said three, but finally, don't expect that your partner knows what you need sexually, that they know what you need, you know, in regards to a mm. level of intimacy, because sex and intimacy, like, you know, sex is a form of intimacy, but it's not complete intimacy. So you really need to make sure that you are clear yeah. around that because withholding sex can be seen as withholding complete intimacy depending on the understanding of a particular person or the health of your relationship so these are just all just make sure you guys communicate about things that you think are frivolous as early as possible because i tell you right now if i would have known that gaz was going to start snoring when he gained a little weight i would have told him he never was allowed to okay because Uh, shout out to the guys who who, who gained a little weight and, and snoring they sleep. I'm talking about myself too, so I can't, I can't be too bad. Oh my gosh! I'm like I don't remember this the first five years we were married. What happened to you? That's <laughs> oh I I remember I was pregnant and I considered going downstairs and getting a frying pan and smashing this man's head. I was like, so I'm so angry. Well, I. I'm glad you didn't, but I, I I get your frustration. We speaking from that perspective, I I I'm, I understand it. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I you know I, I had I had some things wrote, uh, written down as well, but I, I think I think you we really hit the the, the nail on the head. Um, I, I you know some of my th- my things were pretty much similar to to what you were talking about as far as the communication part. Um, just, just, just mm-hmm. talking about different contingencies. I mean, if you're inspired, if you're watching TV together and you, and you see something that happened, like, you know, make a note, like, or pause it. Hey, what if that happened to us? Just, just so that, that, that your partner knows, y'all had that conversation, your partner yeah. knows exactly where you're coming from. So if something like that happened, like, oh, I, oh, I know she ain't going to be fucking with that. So I can't, I can't even do that. <laughs> so it, it's, it's always, it's, it's establishing that communication and, 
I think the the second one I had was you know kind of what you talked about setting boundaries. I'm not a big boundary setting guy. My therapist would attest to that. But at the at the same at the same time <laughs> at the same time I I know it's it's really important to sit there and 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 talk to people about what you like and what you don't like. It's mm-hmm. kind of on that same line to what you're talking about. Like hey. I'm not gonna be feeling this at all. Like you, you doing this, this, this ain't Absolutely. working for me. And and especially when you, when you, when you communicated that part about about respect and what what it means to you, especially in in regards to if you're yelling at me, that's how I'm going to take it. Those those are great conversations mm-hmm. to have. Um, and I think finally, um, just recognizing who your spouse is as a as a person, mm-hmm. and and the person that you that you fell in love with, the person that that. You know, y- y'all were dating for so long, and, and that you said yes because because of of that person. It's gonna, still gonna be the same person. Marriage, the marriage title doesn't change that person. So if that person, if okay. if 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 Jared's the type of guy that you already know that that has a lot of uh, female friends and 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 you know you know always comforting and for let let some of the people from the Suicide Squad of Pod tell you very flirtatious. If that's who Jared is as an individual, then Jared is still going to be that individual. Uh, doesn't mean that all of a sudden now, when, when we get married, that that um, he's now he's on the prowl. Now he's doing this. Now, granted, some you, there is an expectation for some behavior to be modified, but if that core person is still that core person, and he and they're just being those people, don't all of a sudden think that you're going to create a whole brand new person because that person that you're trying to create is. It's not the person that you fell in love with, so it's just it's just it's just giving that 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 part of that slack and recognizing who they are as individuals, um, you know. But you know, but as long as you have that communication and you're setting the boundaries, you don't you don't have to worry about that third part. But that's just me. That's just my thoughts, right or wrong. Just what I'm feeling at the time. So, look, I, I'm not I'm not li- I'm not disliking it. How about that, <laughs> uh, Angel? I absolutely enjoyed having you. Um, please tell the people where they can find you, where they can find all of your great uh, podcasts and digital content. And um, just just shout yourself out right now. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I definitely do want to shout myself out because Mermaid and the Lion season three is coming and we're totally excited about that. So we hope that you guys will take a moment to listen to the Mermaid and the Lion, which if you are interested in, podcast is probably a little different because it is a storytelling narrative dramatized um, scripted pod where we are acting out a story so imagine yourself watching a movie but closing your eyes and instead of seeing what the character is on the television your mind gets to tell you what the character looks like the sound design the wind blowing or cars passing by helps you imagine the environment of the character that you're listening to and their tone of voice expresses happiness, sadness, wisdom, or pain. And you're able to connect, but your imagination creates the picture. So therefore you are an active participant in this storytelling and you are part of the journey along with the author. And so I would hope that you would give us the opportunity to share with you in that capacity by listening to season three and journeying with us through our marriage. This is the newlywed season, and we are expecting that you will not be disappointed with the content. There's a lot of drama, there's toxicity, 
and trigger warning. There's some violence even. So we're really hoping that you would tune in to hopefully learn something from us as well as um, share and enjoy the entertainment we provide through the Mermaid of the Lion. Thank you so much. Oh, Mermaid and the Lion underscore on um, Instagram. Stonecrest, oh goodness, not, I'm not even trying to talk about Stonecrest weekly. The Mermaid and the Lion on Facebook. And you can join our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the mermaid and the lion. So I think that's everything, Jared. I think I totally screwed that up. But anyways, I hope that you guys all give us a chance. It is, it is an absolute honor to, to have you on. I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the the, the jewels you've, you've given me and, and this great content. And I, and I look forward to this season of, of the mermaid and the lion and everything else that's coming out in 2022. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.